welcome to Sam 78. Well, this Sam is the longest of all the Sams except Sam 119. And in this Sam, Asaf leads us through perhaps five centuries of Israel's history from the time of Moses to that of David. Of course, it is not an exhaustive account of the first nine books as the account seems to linger at some points and bypass others as Asaf presents to us the story of the people of Israel. Now, if you were to look for a basic premise, it would be simply this. History must not repeat itself. History must not repeat itself. And people must never again be unbelieving. Now, for our ease, we can divide this long psalm under different subheadings. For instance, from verse 1 to 4, Asaf is saying, let's not only learn from the past, but also teach it to our children. Let's just not only learn from the past, but also teach lessons from the past to our children. Now the word incline as in verse 1, incline your ears to the words of my mouth, means a disciplined hearing of a student to the master so that nothing said by the master escapes the attention of the student. Now the student of course is taught, I must say, intentionally taught the ways of the Lord in the past. That means telling each one of them and the generations to come the mighty deeds of God. Now you will remember that the Jews were commanded by the Lord to teach their children the works and the ways of the Lord so that each generation would know the Lord and trust Him. Deuteronomy 6 and 49 famously calls us Shema says this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your heart. Now this commandments that I give you, the Lord says today, are to be on your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates as well. Now if I may say, we as Christians have the same obligation today to teach our children the works and the ways of our Lord. You know, one of the things I grieve about is when I see parents so overtly concerned about their children's academics. The poor kid is shunted from one tuition to the next, from one activity to the other, and seldom any thought is given to train the child in the ways of the Lord. And you know what? How often we as parents think it is the job of the Sunday school teacher to teach our kids about God. Listen, coloring Noah's Ark in the Sunday school for one hour will not turn our child spiritual. It is my responsibility as a parent to teach my kid about my faith. I cannot and I must not relegate this to anyone. This is one of the solemn responsibilities God has given each one of us as parents. In fact, the earlier we teach them, the better. And from verses 5 to 7, Asaf gives us the reason why we must teach our children. He says, one generation teaches another generation to avoid the errors of the previous generation. If you look closely from verses 5 to 7, you will notice about five generations mentioned here. The fathers, their children, the generations to come, and their children, and their children. Total of five generations. Teach generations to generations about the deeds of God so that each generation would learn from it and avoid the errors of the previous generation. They were taught so that they will never lose sight of their history throughout all generations, that they will not repeat the mistakes of their fathers, that they will not forget the works of God nor his instructions either. From verses 7 to 11, Asaf tells us what happens when we fail to instruct our generations in the ways of the Lord. When we fail to instruct our children, he says, they tend to backslide and become rebellious. They dishonor God and does not keep in his ways. And the example Asaf uses is that of the children of Ephraim who became rebellious and disloyal to God. 
For example, when Israel showed laxity in instructing their children in the ways of the Lord, the later generation, it seems, forsook the Lord and God had to chastise them. And from verses 12 onwards, as Asaph reviews the history of Israel, he talks about the Exodus, he talks about the wilderness journey, he also talks about the conquest of Canaan. But he also talks about something very interesting. He tells them about the discipline that God sent upon his children for having deviated from his path. You know, often people say God of the Old Testament is a bloodthirsty, genocidal, megalomaniac God. And to them, I only have to say this. Look, if you read carefully, you will only realize that this God turns against his own people more than he ever turned towards his enemies. Because he's a holy God, it didn't matter who sinned, whenever, whoever sinned, and most often times when his people sinned, his anger burst forth against them. And therefore, I would say he's not a bloodthirsty, genocidal, or megalomaniac God. He's simply a holy God. And it is interesting that as you read this psalm, you will not only witness a holy God, but you also witness the heart of God that is the love of the Father. He is a relenting God, a God who forgives his people and often shows the mercy. From verse 26 onwards, Asaph says, God caused an east wind to blow in the heavens and by his power he brought in the south wind too. He also rained meat on them like the dust, feathered fowl like the sand of the sea, and he let them fall into the midst of their camp all around their dwelling. So they ate and were filled, for he gave them their own heart's desires. But as much as it shows us the heart of God, the psalm also shows us the heart of man. Verse 32 onwards says, In spite of this, the people of God still sinned against him and did not believe in his wondrous works. Verse 40 says, How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. As you read down, Asaph points out how Israel was a rebellious nation, but God was gracious and gave his people the opportunity to start over again and again. You see, centuries have come and gone. People haven't changed. We still rebel against God, don't we? But isn't it wonderful? God has made a provision for mankind through his son, Jesus Christ. For the scripture reminds us that whoever calls on his name shall be saved. He is our peacemaker. He is our intercessor, interceding for us at the right hand of God the Father. Now, you know, if one thing the Sam should remind us, And that is this, that we suffer from spiritual dementia. We suffer as uh, humankind from spiritual dementia. We tend to forget God's faithfulness and his wondrous ways over our lives. And therefore, we need to be constantly reminded. Our children need to be constantly instructed that we may not do the same mistakes our forefathers have made. So if you're a parent listening to me right now, may I say, please ensure that your child is taught the ways of the Lord. In fact, it is a solemn responsibility as parents to teach our children and do not relegate this to our Sunday school teachers. Take time to invest into your child the things of God. And in your family, perhaps, take time to talk about the marvelous ways of God, His provisions, His providence, His love, His sustenance, etc. over your life. Your children ought to hear how the Lord has been faithful over your life. Remember, faith comes by hearing and it is a faith-building exercise to share and listen to one another's testimony. May God truly help us. May God truly help our children and the generations to come. May our God be their God as well. Shall we pray? 
Heavenly Father, thank you for the many lessons that we may learn from Israel's past history and your long-suffering grace towards them. I pray that I may learn all that you would teach me from their past failures so that I may not repeat the mistakes of the past. Also, that I will teach of your ways to the future generation. That we together will walk in integrity of heart and humility of spirit all the days of our lives for your greater praise and your glory. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.